Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Whether you're looking for a good Korean skincare or affordable and trendy jewelry, they've got you covered. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Hey, y'all, and welcome to Trials to Triumphs. I'm Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins, but you can call me ABFJ. This week, Dancing with the Stars finalist and star of The Bachelorette, Charity Lawson talks to me about the magic of opportunity. 2023 was a big year for Charity. She kicked off the year as a contestant on The Bachelor, met her fiance while starring on The Bachelorette, and wrapped up the year as a Dancing with the Stars finalist. Charity's life looks drastically different today, and it's all because she had a vision, took a leap of faith, and seized the opportunities that came her way. My vision board for last year had so much of everything that I accomplished in 2023. I did not see it happening, but I put it on the vision board and I was like, you know what, let's dream big. Here we are. Hi, Charity. Welcome to the pod. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Here's the deal. This yeah, is what come you need on. to know. <laughs> <laughs> I love Listen a good here. deal. <laughs> okay. So Daryl, my husband and I, yes. we are like, we're fairly new in Bachelor Nation, I'd say. Given how long the show's been on, we're we we've been watching for maybe like three or four seasons. Okay. Um, but when we saw <laughs> that there was gonna be a black bachelorette, we were <laughs> like. Oh, this is the event of a lifetime. Like it, it we, truly is. <laughs> we it were comes like every blue moon. <laughs> right, Charity. And but I just want you to know, I, I say all that to say that like yeah. you hooked us. Mm. Dotton hooked us. Mm-hmm. We it was so beautiful to see you, this smart, um, open, vulnerable, ambitious, uh, ready for love, Black woman, Mm -hmm. uh, really get her shot at love and like to watch it and and to um, have you allow us to come on the journey with you, which we will get into because I know it's not easy. I just want (laughs) you to know like how grateful um, I am, we are, I'll speak on behalf of my husband too, but like, <laughs> it was so beautiful to watch your journey. And, um, I just truly fell in love with you too. And I'm so Aww. excited to, uh, as I say to all my guests, get to know you better and share yeah. you with our listeners, because I truly think that you're a gym. So I'm oh, so grateful you. you're here. I'm so happy you said yes. And yeah. I'm excited to chat. 
Thank you. Um, that means so much, honestly, coming from you, but uh, just everyone who tells me that, um, obviously walking into something like this, you don't know what to expect. And I've, yeah. I've seen, I've seen the show, but I was like, you know, I don't, I think I counted myself out and I will talk about mm, that like in, yeah. in detail, but it's just like, I, I didn't know if it was going to like work out or if this was like really meant for me, but for my season to just, um, have the same sentiments from so many people and everyone kind of feel the same way really is a testament to just like me and Dotton's love story, but also what I brought to the table. And I'm just grateful to, to have shared that with you guys. So yes. What you. I brought to the table. That's the energy I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know that you, you know what you brought to ABC. I, I we do. know what you brought to ABC. We're not confused. We're not, we're not, <laughs> we are not over here. <laughs> we are not confused. That's the energy. Okay. <laughs> well, I want to start, Charity, with some icebreaker questions. Are you down? Okay. Oh, oh, I love. <laughs> okay. 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 So what's on your vision board for this year? Do you do vision boards? Are you a vision board I girl? I do. And this is so funny because me and Dotton, I like got him into it. Um, mm -hmm. but we, I'm still, mine is still in work. Um, but I, it's take, takes me a while because I've just been so busy. Um, but when I say like, this is, a crazy thing they even talk about, but my vision board for last year had so much of everything that I accomplished in 2023. So I was like, when I, when I tell you like vision boards for me, like manifesting and praying over them, like, I was like, oh, we are not, we're not missing out on this. So you're going to make a vision board and I'm going to make a vision board too. But for me, it's more like ambitious of just like where I see myself, like career wise, like kind of changing that. Um, but still like being in like you know, I was a therapist beforehand. So like still kind of like having ways to connect like what I'm in this new space now and like what my former like career looked like. So kind of combining the two, I am really all about health and wellness um, this year. Like I really got to get like my diet on track and just wanting to like really like work out a lot more, like dance with the stars taught me a lot about just like taking care mm -hmm. of your body. So I have everything health and wellness traveling. I mean, when I say we got destinations that we will be marking off this year, um, we will be yes. traveling. So it's all, all the things, but yeah. Wow. Love, of I was actually <laughs> going to ask like the follow-up question, you yeah. kind of almost answered it, but what was something from your vision board last year that like you can share that like really manifested other than like Dotton, I'm assuming, but like, yeah, you know, like <laughs> we know that that manifested. <laughs> but is there literally... something else that was like really clear on your vision board that you're like, oh my gosh, that came to pass. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World? Like, hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, I hope this doesn't sound shallow, but obviously, like, um, when I was on The Bachelor, I just had roses. So I didn't have, like, the idea of, like, bachelorette I didn't like I said I did not know like that was going to happen for me but I just had like a bouquet of roses whether that was like okay from 
a guy or from whoever, like my new relationship or just myself, whatever that looked like. But when I say like, that was like almost like in a way symbolic of like those roses were like, this is now your journey to the bachelorette. That's wild. Um, yes. And then also I just had like, okay, I'm a, a big dreamer. I literally had a red carpet. And when I say like this year was just the years of like being at like at award shows or just like being at, you know, the variety, like things like Barbie premiere, like that was like a dream come true for me, mm. knowing me and like growing up, like loving Barbie, like being at those, like in those spaces, I was just like, this is crazy. Cause I did not, I did not see it happening, but I wow. put it on the vision board and I was like, you know what? Let's dream big. Here we are. Mm. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> okay. Charity, let's start at the beginning. What let's did start. Columbus, <sighs> Georgia give you? Oof, so much. Um, <laughs> so yeah, starting at the beginning. Um, so I obviously grew up in Columbus, Georgia, but before that, my parents or my dad was in the military. So up until like, I think like second grade, I was like traveling a lot, but a lot of that I don't really remember. Um, mm -hmm. But just, I do like understand like components of military life and what that looked like. And I think that did kind of influence me a little bit at a very young age to be like, oh, like, seeing exposure to like different things and different cultures and like different races and all of that. So although I was young, like I was open to that. Um, and then once I got to Columbus, obviously being in the South, it was like kind of like a little bit different. Um, not in a bad way, but like, I guess it's just very sheltered and mm -hmm. it's a small town, very populated, but a small town. So um, I knew a lot of people. Uh, my family like knows a lot of people. And it was one of those things where I was like, there has to be more to life. But I was really grateful for all of my like experiences. I went to very great schools. My parents were very like hard on us in a good way about like our education and just, you know, wanting the best for us. But um Growing up there, I obviously am very family oriented. So I love my family, but I was like, okay, now it's time to go to college. And I went to Auburn. So that was not far. SEC obviously was really big for us. Um, and once I stayed there, I was like, okay, I'm going to get my master's, stayed there. Um, but when I say Columbus, like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying not to like talk bad about it, but it's no. just like, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's a small town. So like, I don't, I guess what it taught me was that there is more to life, but like these small town um, upbringings are what I held on to, like being now like in the spaces that I talk about of just like what my parents instilled in me growing up. And I have to like contribute a lot of that to my parents, um, mm -hmm. not necessarily like the city or the town. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess we can get more specific. That was yeah. kind of like rambling and broad. No, 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 no. That was great. It, you know, the whole time you were talking, Charity, I just kept thinking, you know, it's the epitome of like a small town girl with big dreams. And yeah. I think that sometimes when you when you come from a small southern town, especially, I think it's a little yeah. different in the south. Even if you come from a small town, but in other parts of the country, they give different things. But there's something specific about the south that... um you can go one of two ways, right? Mm -hmm. You either go the you either go the way where you really you're comfortable with that and you really yeah. embrace the small town life, or you yeah. say there's something about you as you're growing up and as you're evolving and as you're growing that realizes that you're a little too big for the yeah. space, and mm -hmm. there's something about you that needs to break out and explore. And clearly, that's what you did, but it yeah. it doesn't it doesn't take away from it being your foundation. 
No, not at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. You're at your spot on. Yeah. But you actually, I mean, you're really <laughs> great at conversations because you already teed me up for my next question, which is, um, you know, I loved seeing your parents on your season of The Bachelorette. It was one of my yeah. favorite moments um, was seeing your your parents, your family come and support you. And like the really real conversation you had with your black mother, Ooh, who was, was so like, real. Charity, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I remember, I just got chills. I remember her saying, mm-hmm. Char- I'm paraphrasing, but basically she yeah, was yeah, like, Charity, yeah. I know you want me to tell you what to do, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. And but what I got from it as another black girl with a black yeah. mom, I got I raised you to know mm-hmm. how to trust yourself, how to trust your gut, yeah. your intuition, and to make good choices. Correct. And I know as your mother, I'm supposed to guide you, but this is too important of a decision in your life, and I can't give mm-hmm. you the answer for it. And I yes. also saw how frustrated you were. It was frustrating oh, I was, because I was so <laughs> frustrated. Huh? I was like, just give me I, something <laughs> right now, like. It doesn't have to be like just something and yeah. Oh, because it doesn't <laughs> matter how old we get. Sometimes mm-hmm. we still just want our moms to fix it mm-hmm. and make it right. But I think if, if, if that scene, if that, if that, if that moment taught me anything, it's that mm-hmm. she did her, her response was exactly what you needed. You didn't see it. It didn't feel like that in the moment, no. but I think us watching knew like, her mom's right. Like I know yeah. Charity's upset, but her mom's <laughs> right. So I want to ask you, mm-hmm. what is something um, that you can share with us mm-hmm. uh, that maybe your parents have imparted upon you in your childhood, a lesson, mm-hmm. a moment um, that has always stayed with you and really shaped who Charity is? Yeah. Um I mean, whew, so many, so many lessons. I mean, it starts <laughs> from, really starts from birth. But like I said, just like growing up in, I mean, a Christian household. My mom was like, you know, everything was like biblical and like not in, in a way where it was like bad, but it was like she was very on top of it because she knew what her life was like that before she became saved. And so mm-hmm. she was like, you know, I I want to make sure that my kids are you know, trained up in the way that they should be and that they have everything that they have or need when they go out and be adults. And so I think um, for me and my mom's relationship, like I kind of get emotional talking about mm-hmm. it, but um, with like my relationship before, like went on The Bachelorette, um, it was, sorry. <laughs> no, take <laughs> um, your time. It's okay. This is what it's about. Yeah, it was just like a really, I think, learning moment for me. And I hate to say like, this is a lesson that I learned so late, but um, I think like my mom wanted me to kind of have like a um, a season of autonomy mm-hmm. and a season for me to like do and make my own choices. Because I think a lot of the times it's like, as much as we are like, oh, they're our parents and we're dependent on them or like they are the ones that guide us. It can get to the point to where that becomes like something that we always resort to in life. And it's like always, and I, I know for me at least like um, family's everything, but then it's mm-hmm. to the point where, yeah, you kind of do just like expect sometimes your parents to just make decisions and choices for you. But yeah. I think like going through like that heartbreak and like kind of having my mom to be like, I will just say she like never, 
she never said I told you so, or she never like mm. put that in my face. Oof. So yes. I don't. <laughs> yes. Um, really grateful for her that in that way. But I think like once our relationship just kind of like got back to the point where she, my mom, motherly instincts, I think she knew like this person was just like not for me, mm-hmm. but our relationship and what she just allowed me to like grow as a person and like always trusting myself and like basically what you said, just trusting that like she raised me the way that she knew and that I would always like eventually come back to that. So it was kind of like a full circle moment for me in mm. that, that scene where I'm like, okay, I'm getting frustrated with you, but like, no, like we already went through this. Like we don't need to like do this again on national yeah. television. And so I think like that was the lesson that I had to like come to terms with is like, no. And like, I talked about it so much on my season of just like trusting my gut and trusting my instinct. I would you tell my did. mom this all the time. Like, even like in past relationships or when I knew something was off, like my mom, when I tell you my mom's like discernment is so spot on, it's like crazy. It's almost like really scary, but Mm. like that's something that I took away and like I learned and like I started to like trust myself and like just how she would like tell me the things to like to look out for and just like, you would know, and like just trusting yourself. So I think like for me, it was like the big lesson is, is like trusting my gut and like having my ability to to discern and not, second guess myself because I do know and at the end of the day like what's for me will be for me no matter what mm. and I I think I learned that so much um obviously doing all of this oh so, you yeah. knew you knew who the choice was gonna be because we were all sitting there like charity I now know. you know what you about I, to do <laughs> it's so scary you just get to that point you're like what is going on that's yeah, why I needed I, my mom I was so tired child. I was like this is like I want this I can't imagine already. charity I will get into it but I can I literally <laughs> cannot imagine what about your dad what about your dad uh my dad um <laughs> my dad is an angel um he really is and I tell Dotton this all the time but he really is one of the most selfless individuals that I know. Um, and I'm grateful mm. that he's my dad. So like I saw that at a very young age, um, just the way my dad has an ability to sacrifice not only for his family, but I've seen like his relationship and like what he does for my mom, even when things aren't like, and I think that's the thing is like knowing that relationships aren't always going to be like peachy and, and yeah. you know, sunshines, but like even in the hard moments, like, wow, this man is really still like giving himself and like, that is like a testament to like why my parents have been married for so long. Um, But just like seeing his ability to love. And I will say like, I developed my compassion and learning that through the lens of like, just seeing my dad and his Mm. approach and how he navigates his relationships, his friendships, his like everything in life, like just how he, he moves as a person. He really is just the purest soul. And so um, I will say my, my lesson from my dad is just, um, you know, giving and and knowing that it'll come back to you tenfold. And hello, tenfold has been it. Tenfold. So, <laughs> so here we well, are. Well, yeah. you know what? The whole time you were talking, it was making me think about Dotton. Like, what to me <laughs> stood out about him in the season yeah. was just what, what basically what you just described about your father is that yeah. You could tell he 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 wasn't on a selfish solo journey. He mm-hmm. truly always cared about you, what you were going through, how you yeah. were feeling, mm-hmm. what was going on. He was able to express his feelings while also making space for yours. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I I saw that from from day one. And yeah. it makes <laughs> sense that you were so drawn to that because 
that's how your dad is. So I mm-hmm. love, I love mm-hmm. that even I can kind of see and make that connection. Oh my God, you're spot on. Um, we talked about <laughs> it so many times. There's like seeing similarities and I'm like, it's crazy because he'll say that like how his mom, he was like, I never even thought it. He's like, but you're so similar to my mom in so many ways. And then I say, it's like, you're so similar to my dad. And it's just, it's weird how that works, but it is a thing. Like it definitely is. And um, he really is like the whole season even stuff that wasn't shown, just like what mm-hmm. he would do behind the scenes. Like it was just so pure. And oh, I was yeah. Like, oh there's God. like it's things just... that we don't even see. I know. <laughs> it's I know. a TV show. <laughs> I'm in TV and I'm like, oh my God. Yes. Of course there's like deleted scenes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, he just is. I was like, this is literally something that you can't make up of just like how he was so thoughtful or just even like conversations and like, the most intense moments like i mean mm. fiji and fantasy suites when there was so much going on and he Ooh. knew like his heart was on the line too but he just kept reminding me like they all would say like we're on your journey and i'm like it's so selfless to say that but like you know me in my compassionate heart i'm like but it's you guys journey too but it's like hold on wait let's give myself a moment and a beat they're right it is ultimately my journey and it's okay for me to say that but mm. for him to like constantly like give me those reminders of just like no matter what, like, I want the best for you. So like, and it felt genuine. Like, yeah, that's what stood out. It felt extreme, extremely genuine. So genuine. Okay. Well, Charity, (laughs) you are, uh, you know, you pursued a career or have a career in mental health, right. Mm -hmm. As a therapist. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I can imagine that being in the bachelor universe and the bachelor world, the bachelor nation, that at times it can weigh on your mental health. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. So what I want to know is... In what ways did it and how was handling the dichotomy of, you know, I, I, I've studied this, <laughs> I know what this is, mm-hmm. but also I'm going through it in real time. How do I take care of myself? Yeah. Um, poof, fantastic question. Um, whew, um, this journey was insane to say the mm-hmm. least. Um, beautiful journey. But when I say like, I don't think my mental health has ever really been impacted this much in life. Um, besides this, these past few months, um, it was a lot, it was a lot because I think, um, when I take myself back as what I was as a contestant it is vastly different than it is being a lead. Mm. And a lot of that is strictly just time. Like you Mm -hmm. have so much more time as a contestant to like, when you're not on a date, you're sitting down, you're at the house, you have time to have conversations with like the 
the friendships that you're building in the house, but also you have time for yourself. If you need to step away, you have time to journal is how you utilize that. But when I say that you really don't have time for that on the other side of it, it's yeah. a little scary. And for me, I think like I went into all of this and I was like, oh, like, okay, I've, I've done the contestant side. It's going to be so easy, but like not ever realizing like, oh my goodness, like so much is going to be like drawn from me that I'm not going to have anything really left for myself. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that, especially like, I think after the first like week of filming, I was like, okay, like this is exciting. It's all exciting. And you're like kind of on this high, but then it's like, you start to notice, okay, like, wait, feelings are starting to come in. Like you're starting to get invested in things. And for me, it's like a really, I have to say it's a really dangerous place when I'm not able to reflect on like what I'm going through in the moment. Like I am a big journalist or even if like I'm not journaling like a full like novel, I'm writing down like bullet points of like what mm. happened the day or like what I was feeling in this moment. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so when it came to that, like when I started noticing like relationships were getting really serious, I was like, okay, I need to dedicate time to, to journaling. And I had to tell the producers, I was like, I need like X amount of time at bare minimum before I do anything else like that's related mm. to this show to like give to myself, because I'm telling you, if I don't do this, like it's just not, unfortunately it's not going to end well. And like, this is mm. me being very transparent with you of just like my needs and what I need in this moment. So I made sure like I journaled, um, it was really just, like I said, the time, the time of just being pulled in so many di different places and directions and having to like show up constantly being, on but not in the sense of like oh i'm turning it on but like just being like you have to be a lot like alive and well you're like you can't be asleep talking to like a, a contestant on this show no, like, you know you yeah. have to be there so like that was really hard and it just felt like you know when i just needed a beat like that wasn't mm. really like you know a thing that was an option for me so that was really hard but i i managed and luckily like the show like the psychologists there are phenomenal so like i developed just really great relationships oh that's amazing that there's yeah. people that are available and on hand oh, oh great. i was Amen. like i'm utilizing this i know Ooh. what i need in this moment because like not everyone is that like you know self-aware to be like okay yeah this is where i'm at but i was like so sorry um we will be doing this before i do this before i go on this day i will be talking to like mm. the psychologist so yes <laughs> um so that was like a big component um, very time consuming, draining, but also like the life after filming. Um, and we all know social media is very dangerous. Um, mm. it was really were people, hard. <laughs> were people were, would you say overall, uh, people were un, like, were people more unkind or kind to you, Charity, would you say? People were more kind, but okay. it's also one of those things where it's like, no matter how many people are rooting for you, you obviously still happy. And everyone's, I know mm -hmm. that everyone's not going to like you. I'd never expected that, but it was like, it's one of those things where, and I hope this sounds not me like tooting my own horn, but it's almost like when people can't find something that's blatantly, obviously wrong, or like you're doing something that's wrong they will like start to attack things that like doesn't really make sense. 1,000%. And, so, and so I started to notice that, that that was like a big thing for me of like, okay, this girl can do no wrong. What can we start like, you know, you know, digging and finding or attacking her on. And it started just becoming things like just character flaws that were just like not even true. Um, obviously like race was a big thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, I get like this, this fan base is very like conservative, but like, that's fine. But also, it's just like one of those things, like we don't have to call those things out. You know, I, yeah. I can't, we don't need to talk about it, but hello. Um, that was like a thing. Um, 
you know, just like body shaming of just mm. like, oh, like, you know, and I'm just like, this is ridiculous. So um, learning to navigate that. And then obviously once, you know, uh, filming kind of, or yeah, my season stopped airing towards the end of just like people finally figuring out like who I was going to be with. Um, yeah, it was really obviously a lot that like were supportive and they love me and Dot and Story, but there was a lot that was like really upset because I didn't choose their pick and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's that, but it's also, it's, again, um, a lot of me, I'm very protective over my, my relationship. So a lot of me choosing and trying to pick between which battles of like, I'm not going to fight this one, but like certain Picking ones where battles. it's like, you're not going to call my fiance XYZ names and not be called out for it. So, mm, yeah. So, okay. So I want to know that, like, how do you decide, yeah. you know, I, I'm assuming charity that you went from being someone who like didn't have a thousand you know, mentions on social media every day Mm -hmm. uh, to someone who does. Mm -hmm. And so with that, how do you balance, like you said, wanting to defend who you are and your love Mm -hmm. and your partner and your family or whatever, but also being like, y'all don't, I don't need to entertain this because, because I will say as someone who also is, is in the public eye, it's, I've, I've been faced with those choices too. Like, Mm -hmm. do I address this? Mm -hmm. It seems crazy not to, but then also, I don't know these people. They don't know me. Mm -mm. They're Mm -hmm. doing this because they're unhappy. I am happy. Like, so what, how have you kind of found the balance in that? Yeah. So I will say, and I'll be, this is a transparent moment in space. I was not good at that at the beginning. At the beginning, mm-hmm. it was like full on, like, you, how dare you speak about, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I really struggled so bad with that. I will be honest, it took um, a lot of like phone calls with like therapy and just talking it out and like kind of unpacking why that was like such a thing for me and it is unfortunately like something I struggle with like people pleasing it's like I want I want Mm. to be like you know I want people to not have a negative outlook on me because then I'm like what did I do wrong to like basically invite that in or like to get that and so um it honestly came down to a conversation that me and Dodd ended up ended up having about like protecting this relationship and like not letting like outside things. And so I think that kind of in itself, like allowed me to shift my perspective on it a little bit of like, okay, like for the, for the sacredness of our relationship and protecting that, like, this is not going to be something that I am constantly going to be engaging with online. Also out of respect for him, because now we are together and like what I do also potentially affects him and vice versa. So um, yeah, I think for me, it's just like over time, it became, I hate to say it, it's kind of bad, but it's like, you kind of get used to it. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah. because initially, like, I've never been in this space before. I've never, like you said, I've never, I went from having 500 Instagram followers to like now like being, you know, in a space where it's like you have so many and it's like, these are people that are watching your every move and it's just strange. But I think once you like get enough exposure to it, it, it eventually gets to the point where you're just like not... um really bothered by it. But I think for me, like choosing what to respond to boiled down to just like, if like, I guess the intensity of it, like if it's something like that is like really like, you know, okay, this is ridiculous. And it like, it makes no sense. Then I would not like respond, but there were certain people that I just had, like they, it would just, they wouldn't stop. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so that became a thing where it's like, okay, either block and move on. And I love a good block. So there's that. I, I don't care about retaining the following. You all you heard will, it here. She <laughs> loves a good block. Don't mess with and, her. <laughs> and if you're blocked, so sorry to you. Um, but yes. Okay. So tell me, Charity, how do we, tell me about, I need to know the journey of how we got to be the bachelorette. So talk to me about the moment when Charity was at home and was like, you know what? I think I'm going to apply to be on the bachelor. And then what followed to the call or email, whatever you got to be the bachelorette. We got to know the story. I have to know. I've been dying to know. So the story is Trudy Lawson did not indeed apply. I did not ever apply. I never went to the site. I never like nothing. When I say I watched like Hannah Brown's season, I watched like three seasons of this show and I was like, okay, like this is like such a funny show, but like never, (laughs) never saw myself being on it. Funny. (laughs) It is. It is a comedy show. Like if you really like a good lead and a good cast, it's comedy. Like I'm sorry. It's it's a drama with comedic (laughs) elements. It's a drama. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's some moments I'd be on the floor like, oh no. (laughs) <laughs> no, literally, I was like, okay, no, this is not for me. But like, I, I can continue to support. I can continue to watch. Um, yeah. So it was my last year. Yeah, my last year in grad school, like last few semesters. And I had just gotten out of like that awful relationship that I talked about. And I was dating, dating around. And it was like... <sighs> I mean, I guess it was going fair, but it was not like this. I was like, okay, I just have to finish grad school and then we'll figure out life after. But it was just like, you know, one of those periods where you're just having fun and mm-hmm. you're going on dates, all of that. So my best friend, um, who I've been best friends with since like high school, um, she was so like a lot of my friends obviously were very grateful that I got out of that relationship and I was thriving afterwards. So they saw how well like I was doing but my friend, my best friend at the time, or still is, I, she, I think she just really wanted just so much more for me. And like, kind of what we talked about at the beginning of like what I saw in myself, she was like one of the one friends that always like saw that for me too. She was like, you're just mm. destined for so much more. I call so, those charity destiny advocates, people who oh. remind us of our destinies when sometimes we, we just can't see it for ourselves. That's People like your best friend, that's what she is to you. And and that is literally her. So she literally <laughs> said that. And I was like, okay. And I remember one day we were on the phone and she like casually brought it up. Like, keep in mind, I'm in the middle of grad school. So I don't mm-hmm. have time to like, for my head to be thinking about any of all of this. She's like, I'm going to like nominate you for The Bachelor. And I was like, no, you're not. And I was like, you absolutely will not be doing that. And she was like, okay. And like the and conversation what does that was- mean, nominate for The Bachelor? Right. So she was like... It- she gonna submit an application. An application. So oh, okay. She actually did submit the application. So I thought, like, when I, she brought it up to me, I was like, she's just being funny. She's trying to like troll right now. And I was like, I'm not like she's. If you knew our relationship, you would get it and be like, okay, like she's just being like, you know, mm-hmm. herself. So um, that was like in November, and I graduated in May, and didn't when I say that like, that was the only time we ever talked about it. It was ever brought up to me. I remember it was two weeks after I I walked um, after my graduation and I'm packing up, I'm getting ready to like relocate, start my new career. I get a call from a California number and it's 
a producer or a casting like producer for the show. And they're like, we got a nomination for you for The Bachelor. And I was like, hang, hang time. Like, wait a minute. Because I didn't do this. So I'm like, I'm thinking there's only one person. And I was like, this is, I didn't know if it was real. I was like, is this like a scam? Like I had no idea. So I was like, okay. Before I respond back to the producer, I was like, let me circle back with her. So I texted her. I was like, did you submit an application for me? for The Bachelor. She was like, yeah. And I was like, you never told me you submitted it. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. And so she was like, no, like I told you, she's like, I'm not playing around. Like when I said that you were like destined and I know that this is going to be like for you, like this is perfect timing for you before you start your career, all this. And I was like, okay. And like, she's like telling me all these nuggets and I'm like, wait, she might be right. But I'm like, I don't know. Like, well, I have no business being on this show. I have no yeah. business being on this show. So I'm like, do I do this? Like, I don't know. So I was like, okay. Well, I was like, well, they just reached out to me. So let me see what this is about. So go, you know, the casting process is so long. It's so like extensive. So I was like, okay, I may not even get chosen. So I was mm -hmm. like, let me just like go through this and see what, what is behind the scenes and all of this. So I do the whole like casting and flying out to LA, the interviews, doing all of that. And then I'm like, okay, like this is a really intense process. Like they do like everything to get these girls on the show. So I'm like, there's no way they're picking me, but like, it was fun. This was a cool experience. So I wrap it up. I'm going, I'm in Paris <clears throat> for my other good friend's wedding. She's getting married. I'm having the time of my life overseas. I'm like, yay, international, having a blast. And then as soon as I land, I get like the call that you've been selected. And I'm like, <laughs> like, what is my life right now? Like, I'm selected for what? <laughs> and they're like, you're going, you've been selected. You're part of the new cast. Like you leave in two weeks. I'm like, bingo, love this. I leave in two weeks. Didn't think that this was going to actually happen. So I actually was not preparing for it. I have two weeks to get like my wardrobe together, figure everything out. But like, I'm freaking out because I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm actually about to go on this show. Like, this is crazy. Like, this is full wow. and crazy. So I tell my family everything and they're like, what? Like, they're trying to figure out, is this still real? My dad's like, did you check to see that you're talking? And I'm like, dad, I already went to LA and did all this. Like, it's real. So everyone's like freaking out. My friend, she's like so excited for me. And I leave. And then obviously the rest is truly history. <laughs> <laughs> the re okay, but so now, okay, so fast forward, you're on The Bachelor. So, that was okay. a lot, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, but then how do we get to be The Bachelorette? The, again, <laughs> again. So how it works, um, they usually like just kind of have, I think their like lineup maybe from the season, just how, you know, the season goes, you know, who might be a fan favorite, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's never just one or two girls. It's never that. They like interview so many of us. It's like at least like seven of us that they interview. I don't know. And are they interviewing are. you while you're on The Bachelor or is this after post-Bachelor? No. So this is, this is after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So trying to process like what my experience was like on The Bachelor and like coming to terms with that. So then I'm like, they're like, we just really love, like, you know, really loved you, blah, blah, blah. And like, would you be opened? And I'm like, I don't like open for what? And I'm like, okay. And I hate to say this, but this is where I say, like, when I say I didn't think it was going to happen for me. And we know, like, with the history of the show, it's just mm -hmm. one of those things. I'm like, I don't know. Like, am I just meeting quota for them? Like, am I like, you know, are they just interviewing because I was like one of the ones that made it to this point? Like, you know, like I had no full rule, like understanding of like, why are they like interviewing me? Like, what did mm -hmm. they love about me? And so like, when I remember like going in and like talking to them about like my journey and my time, I was like, no, for me, like 
finding love is like something that's so serious. And like, I know it works. It has worked. But like, is it going to work for me? I don't know. Like, I really mm-hmm. don't know. So it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to say I'm a hopeless romantic, but like, I'm also optimistic when it comes to like opportunities, like when opportunities are granted to me, it's like, it's not something that I just like kind of bypass over. Like they're, they're granted to me for a reason. And so like, yes. I think I had to just like, kind of like firmly, like tell them that and be like, if this was supposed to be for me, like I'm, I'm 100% certain that I will find like my person. Like I fully do believe that just because of also who I am as a person and how I date and like I date with purpose. It's, this is not like a TV show for me. Like luckily you guys are filming it, but it's not a TV show. Like this is my life. This is serious. And so um, after doing the interview and all that, you hear nothing. Like it's just one of those things again, when you just like, it's whatever, like it's mm-hmm. a waiting game. And so you move on with your life. And that's exactly what I did. I was like, okay, well life has to still go on. Like I have to like still go to work, do this and all this. So really getting acclimated at this time. I was in Charlotte, um, getting acclimated to everything and about to start like my new job. And that was when women tell all for Zach's season was. Mm-hmm. And so we obviously like everyone who isn't in the final three was there. And, um, yeah, it's just like, you know, filming the reunion. I had no idea that they were going to approach me at the end and ask, like, they don't tell you like, oh, you've been selected. So act like, it's none of that. Like, it's very all real, raw, organic. Wow. And um, after we filmed the show, um, they said that we were doing some game for social media. And I was like, okay, they're always doing something. So like, it was a great excuse because in my head, I'm not thinking anything different. I'm like, oh, I'm about to go film a game with Jesse Palmer. This is super fun. And so- I remember being in that room and I'm just like talking away. He comes in and then we're playing this or that, the game you saw. And mm-hmm. at the end when he was like Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelorette. And I remember they didn't put this part in the clip because I was like, Bachelor in Paradise is messy. So I was like, definitely not for me. <laughs> so then I was like, probably bought Bachelorette if I had to choose. And so then in that moment, I think I was like, that's a funny question to like mm-hmm. ask me. So then like before he could really, you know, get like, are you sure? I was like, starting to like put the two like two and two together I was like is this like them asking me or is this like a sick joke I don't know what's happening and then like that's when Jesse was like well I'm glad you said that because we want and of course wow and so that is how that came to be (laughs) wow I love that story and you were the perfect bachelorette charity you you. really 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 are um thank you how are you in Dutton? <laughs> I know you guys have a wedding coming up in what, 2025? We do. We're doing great. We just moved to New York. So we're in Brooklyn. Ooh, I know. Okay. I was like, he done brought the Southern girl up north. I <laughs> love that. <laughs> yeah. No, we're doing really good. Um, we're like, just obviously it's like really exciting now to have some sense of normalcy and like live mm-hmm. a life. Cause I have been, went from one show to another dancer, the stars. And so he's just happy to be back in New York. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be like, building and creating a life, like, you know, all of this. So we're doing really good. Um, there's lots to look forward to. So good. we're just taking it day by day, but obviously always prioritizing each other. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Charity, what has been your takeaway from our conversation today? Oh, what has been my takeaway? Um, I will say like talking, obviously, first of all, I want to say thank you again for having me because you were just so easy to talk to and you're so like just vibrant. But I will say for me, like just sharing my experiences and just what I've gone through in the past few months and what to look forward to. Um, 
I will just say, like, I think we might be on the same page of just like, obviously it's very cliche statement, but for me, like really learning to maximizing and living life to its fullest. Mm -hmm. And so I think like with what this past year has taught me with so many like highs and lows in combination with that, like it still doesn't take away from like just the concept of like having the ability to live life to the fullest and for me to like take advantage of that every single day. And so I think um, obviously the gift of life is something that's just like beautiful and it's so important and it's not something mm-hmm. to, to take, you know, advantage of, but um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's, that's my biggest takeaway from like this conversation and in my plans of moving forward with, with so much more that's going to come in 2024. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you for your kind words, Charity. I really, mm-hmm. I received that and I really appreciate it. Yeah. My takeaway is, uh, Two, really, just Mm -hmm. you truly are as lovely as you were on your season of The Bachelorette. Like you are, you are exactly who you said you are. You're incredibly authentic and that's really Mm -hmm. refreshing. Uh, My other takeaway is the magic of opportunity. Mm -hmm. I think really a lot of our conversation has involved uh, how opportunity came your way that you didn't necessarily Mm -hmm. expect but you said Mm -hmm. yes. And although maybe you didn't expect it, you had people in your life who did. And that is everything. Oftentimes that can be uh, the difference between uh, one feeling that they, they, they lead a life full of successes and someone who feels like they don't, Uh, you know, it's, it's, so I'm really taken by that, that you've, had such opportunity in just even the span of a year. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I am excited not only to uh, embrace opportunities <laughs> that I know are coming my way, but to continue to celebrate and champion the ones that are going to continue to come your way. Um, so thank you so much, Charity. I think you're thank just you. a gem. I'm so Aww. grateful to know you. I'm so proud of you. And I'm thank really you. excited for all that's to come. Thank you so much. Uh, you were just a breath of fresh air. And that means a lot. So thank you for having me. It was so fun. <laughs> we did it. Thank you for saying yes, Charity. Of course. Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by LWC Studios for OWN. The show's executive producer is Juleka Lantigua. Our managing producer is Fatima Swiffy. Shanice Tindall is our lead producer. Jordan Thompson is our marketing coordinator. This episode was mixed by Trin Lightburn. Michelle Baker is our video editor. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, and we hope you did, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and review wherever you listen to your podcast to ensure you hear the next one. At Delta, we know Mike NHC prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. We have big feelings for Fridays. Is it because Fridays also mean free fries at McDonald's? Free McDonald's fries. It's okay if you need a minute. Free fries Friday. Get free medium fries with any $1 purchase. Valid one time on Fridays through 1231.24. Average to spend McDonald's. Excludes tax. Must opt into rewards.